Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast about surviving your 20s. So we're on our 20th episode. Oh my god, we're officially no longer a teenager. How exciting. <laughs> I'm just amazed, amazed we got it this far, to be honest. Like, Unbelievable. We set out to do 10 and here we are, double. And we're not going anywhere anytime soon. No. We've still we got lots to say is hard. Oh my god, what is wrong with my speech? I can't speak today. It's all the chilling out that I've done this weekend. I just, I've lost the ability to speak. <laughs> I'm so chilled. What have you been up to? What have you been catching up on? And um, So this weekend has been my first weekend in, honest to God, I don't know how long for like, it must be about eight weeks or so that I've actually been at home in my flat, not gone anywhere and not had any visitors. Yeah. Um, and I have been looking forward to this for weeks because don't get me wrong I've done some really cool things over the past few weeks I've really enjoyed them I've seen great people had a great time but I think a lot of people understand that sometimes that just real need to be on your own with no one else and just to kind of do nothing and get your shit together yeah there have been jobs like the fact that I know I needed to sort out part of my wardrobe that I've needed to do for weeks and I've been putting off and just sleeping a bit more and all those kinds of things so basically I went for some drinks on Friday night with some friends which is really lovely um and then I slept in yesterday I watched reruns of Made in Chelsea like original old school Made in Chelsea um <laughs> don't judge and I just did stuff like I cleaned the flat and I had a nice shower and I did all of those little jobs that I needed to do I watched three movies yesterday oh my god that is impressive I can't normally sit through one. I actually that's a lot. I love going to cinema. I love watching movies, but I never prioritize the time to watch them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I rarely ever make the time to actually watch it on my own. Yeah. yeah. So I watched the new Jennifer Aniston film that's on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um, with Adam Sandler, which I didn't really enjoy that much, if I'm yeah. honest. Yeah, I turned, um, I turned it off. I did not enjoy that. That's the highest streamed Netflix show of all time. No way. Had Thirty million people in the first three days watched that t- watched that movie. Jesus. So the only reason I watched it is because I'm a diehard Jennifer Aniston fan, and I if she hadn't have been in it, I wouldn't have watched it because I don't really like Adam Sandler. But I did like that movie they did, like just just, just go with go. it. Yeah, and apparently that was like the thing, wasn't it? It was like another just go with it that type thing. Um. Didn't love it, but it was fine for a Saturday night. One of the movies I watched is going to be my recommendation in a minute, so I'm going to hold that one back. Um, and then I watched one of my all-time favourite films. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Because I feel like you might judge me for this. Okay. Friends with Benefits. What's wrong with I love Friends with Benefits. Oh, I don't know if it's like a... It, it, I mean, it's not the best movie ever made. I love it. But, like, my love for this film, I must have watched it well over 20 times now. To be fair, I feel like that I'm like that with the other woman. Oh, I love that movie. I absolutely love that and I will I will go to that and watch it over and over. Just Yeah. Yeah. I and what's oh, what's the other one with Emma Stone in and Ryan Gosling? Um oh, um Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. I love that movie too. Those are two that I will just watch over and over and they're not like the most incredible movies ever, but I will happily watch them on repeat. <laughs> So on Friday night when I got in and um, I did that thing where I was like, I'm just going to go for one drink and ended up drinking the entire bloody bottle. I <laughs> got in and thought, I'm, I didn't realise Friends with Benefits was on Netflix, so I put it on and I was voice noting Alex throughout it going, 
You've never seen this movie, but I'm going to make you watch it next weekend because it's just the best movie ever. But I carried on like this. You know how I am with my voice notes. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I kind of just spent the weekend watching films, doing nothing. And I actually feel calm, well rested and very kind of like creatively inspired again for the first time in a long time. Good. So I'm liking that. But what have you been up to? Um, well, I the plans that I was supposed to have this weekend kind of fell through, mostly because the weather has been such... In the weather. Yeah, literally I'm supposed to go see some flower fields and then there's not been enough sun so the flowers haven't actually opened. So that's a little bit disappointing. But yeah. I actually had a really nice weekend. Just I should say we're recording this on Sunday evening, which is why we're kind of talking about the weekend in the the near the near past. But um yeah. no, it's been a nice couple of days of I've been catching up on like blog posts and similar to you, been doing some cleaning trying to sleep more although the birds keep waking me up every single morning seriously like 5 36 a.m and I couldn't figure out what it was and I started waking up at that time about about a week to 10 days ago and I've pretty much woken up that time every single day since and sometimes I fall back asleep and other times I don't and it's only this morning I've realized that it's because of the birds and because we've got like the bit outside my room that's like a flat awning they'll just sit on there and sing don't they because it's light at stupid time so but not actually slept as much as I wanted to but I've done I've just like eaten well and clean yeah. and got loads of stuff done and I'm gonna have a nice shower tonight and yeah just taking it easy because it's been a really kind of busy few weeks so yeah there's something so nice about taking that time just kind of pause recalibrate and feel like you can tackle it again and very excitingly we're meant to get some warm weather this week do you know what? That better be true. If it's not, I'm going to cry. <laughs> You're going to complain to the sun. Well, I will um, cry because I'm going to Wales next weekend and I know we'll be outdoors a lot. And you know how cronky I get if I'm outdoors in the rain. Cronky? I do. Is that a word? Cranky is, yeah. I said cronky. Cronky's not a word. That sounds like a cranky donkey. Oh my God. Do you know what? I was literally had that thought in my head right, as, right before you said that. I was like, this is a cranky donkey and you were like it sounds like a cranky dog <laughs> like an annoyed donkey that always has one leg shorter than the other because cronky because like then it's a wonky cranky donkey so it's a wonky cranky <laughs> if it's got one leg shorter then it's also wonky so no wonder he's cranky therefore it's a cranky <laughs> i'm genuinely crying <laughs> we haven't even got the excuse of being like tired or just a bit out of it because <laughs> what a relaxing weekend we've both had Oh, Lord alive. Oh. But no, we are meant to be getting some nice weather this week. It's meant to get up to 28 degrees. Finally. Oh, my God. There's still a yellow weather warning in place for thunderstorms at the start of the week. So by the time this goes live, people will know whether or not we've had good weather or not. But um, Sorry if we're wrong. Yeah. Don't rely on us. Yeah, don't rely on us. My my Android weather app and my Met Office weather app are saying completely different things right now. So God only knows what's going to happen. But but we'll get hot weather before we know it and we'll all be complaining that it's too hot to sleep the central line's too muggy and that we just wish it's cooler again but those are like happy complaints unless you're on the central line at rush hour then it's all yeah i don't have that problem (laughs) i genuinely think i'm just gonna get a later train like home in the evenings and walk so i don't have to get on the tube fair but um should we move on to some recommendations what have you what have you loved over the past couple of weeks so something that I feel like I'm very late to the I was gonna say late to the boat, but it's missed the boat or late to the party, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. I'm, oh, I'm late to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're late to the boat, you also miss it. So, I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm late to the boat on this one. But um, <laughs> the Sweat app um, by Kayla, and I don't know how to say her last name. It it seems. I think it's itness, fitness. like fitness without the app. Okay. I don't know. I don't quite know. Well, it's her app, but there's also, and I didn't realise this, there's um, other uh, fitness people on the app as well. Yeah. And one of them oh. is Kelsey Wells. And I've kind of been aware of her for ages because she's a really big advocate of like women using resistance training and basically building their strength and fitness through using weights. And um, this is a little bit kind of contradictory right now because I actually can't do any exercise because I've injured my ankle. But um, she has a really good um, exercise regime, which is 30, it can go up to 36 weeks long. And it's all resistance training. It's called Power. It's spelled like P-W-R. And it is so good. It's, I've been really, really impressed. So I downloaded it. You can get a seven day free trial on the app just to kind of check it out and see if it's for you. Then you do have to pay $14.99. And at first I was like, that's quite pricey. Um, And you do need a you do need to do these exercises in a gym. So obviously you then need to have a gym membership as well. But then I thought the amount of times I've said, I really wish I could get a personal trainer because I really need structure yeah. and routine when I do workouts. I can't just turn up to the gym and wing it and see what I feel like doing. Um, but yeah, this app basically works like your own personal training instructor. Like all of the exercises are laid out, how long you should be doing it for. It even has a little like gif of the exercise at like how you should do it the technique oh, that's and stuff that's something I always struggle with is when they're like do this move and I'm like okay I don't know what yeah, that is so it right right in the app as you're progressing through the workout you can see what each exercise is and then it's kind of got optional challenges optional additional workouts there's stretching ones there's yoga exercises and it's got like diet tips as well included into it it's just kind of an all-round app and I've been really impressed with it and I think if you are looking for a bit more guidance and structure to kind of keep you on track with your fitness it is a really good route to go down yeah it's true actually because when you said 15 pounds I was a bit like oh but actually you can spend a lot more than that on just going to classes at the yeah exactly and and actually if that's something I don't know about you but I'm always like oh I really want to I want to get fitter and I want to get more flexible and then almost I don't have the commitment whereas if I've got it on my phone and it's there and I've paid for it. That's sometimes enough to just make me stick to it. Yeah. And I think I, my issue is when I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do an ab workout today. And then I do the same kind of 10 ab exercises that I know. And I don't know yeah. anything else. Whereas this app is constantly changing it up. And that's how you get fit. Your body needs to be worked out in different kinds of ways, in different directions and different sorts of exercises with different yeah. weights. That incorporates all of that for you. So you don't need to worry about kind of creating a regime yourself because it's there and it's for 36 weeks. So it's got loads of variety. I guess as well, like, I don't know about you, but I know certainly for me that if I'm at home, like it's fine if I just want to get moving a bit. But if I'm at home and I'm doing my own workout, then I won't push myself as hard but if I like an app being like you've got to do 10 more crunches or I'm watching like a video and they're doing like you know you've got keep going keep going it gets me feeling that bit more competitive and I stick to it whereas if I'm just on my own I'm like oh I'm done with this now yeah I'll do one or two more but it won't be quite as yeah that's exactly it and I think then you've got it in an app and you can see your progress and it gives you loads of stats and stuff and like like you said it's just much more motivating so yeah, yeah, would definitely recommend that if you're looking to oh, nice. mix it up a bit with your fitness. Um, what's your first recommendation? 
first recommendation is the second movie I watched last night, which is one of the new Netflix movies. And I love that Netflix are investing so much in their own stuff yeah. now because it is it is actually like there's some crap, but every kind of um, what are they called like production company creates shit movies here and there, so I can forgive. <laughs> Um, but I watched Always Be My Maybe, which is a really cheesy, well, not actually, it's not as cheesy as it could be, but it's like basically a cheesy rom-com about a woman and this guy, they're best friends as kids, they grow up, she goes off to college, they lose touch, and she becomes like a really successful celebrity chef, and then she goes back to her hometown and bumps into him. It's all very inevitable. It's all very kind of predictable about how it's going to mm. happen. But it's just a nice film, like it really made me laugh. It was just something, I don't know, it was It was just a nice film. Like, if you're w- looking to watch something in the evening and you don't have to think too much and it's not as cheesy as a lot of rom-coms I've yeah. seen and I've watched a lot of rom-coms in my life. Um, it's not quite as cheesy. It kind of is a bit more self-aware. And, yeah, it's just... And Keanu Reeves make, makes an amazing cameo in Ooh. it and it had me laughing out loud. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, they've done it really, really well. Um, so I would highly recommend if you're just looking for kind of like a chilled movie to watch because I, I find Netflix I can sit there for hours and just scroll through it being like I'm going to watch a movie now and then 10-15 minutes later I still haven't yeah there's one. almost too much choice on there yeah so I thought I'd give this one a go and I really enjoyed it so there oh, you go right. that is my Sunday night film recommendation Very for nice. might have to give it a try I would recommend like it is a bit cheesy but it's not it's like a it's like a mild cheddar or a port salut versus a gorgonzola, you know? <laughs> really appreciate the cheese analogy. Um, what's your second recommendation? Look at that segue. Mine's a, mine's a food recommendation. Really? Oh, I'm very proud Do you know what? Now. I almost very nearly, this is very pathetic, I almost recommended um, corn on the cob. I was like, no, I cannot recommend. <laughs> I don't know what has happened, but I've gotten like a, I've become obsessed. Honestly. <laughs> seriously I'm not even joking like about two weeks ago I thought I really fancy a corn on the cob so I went to Aldi and you can only buy them in two packs I was like fine I got a two pack of corn on the cob oh my god it was so juicy so oh it was amazing anyway I've had six in ten days so (laughs) oh my god Molly you're gonna turn into I literally am and I'm not sad about it but um that's not my recommendation but it is some other food from Aldi and they're called hummus bites and they're in tomato and basil flavor and they are potentially big claim my new favorite crisp they are so so good mum bought me a bag the other weekend I know what you mean they're in like a white bag and they've got pink bag oh no I don't know the ones you mean this is very exciting because the white bag ones I love and I've eaten for years and they are maybe they have a different what flavor are they they're like no, these are definitely in a white bag, but they're like little hummusy shells with like tomato. Yeah, stuff see, on these them. are shell shaped, but they're definitely in a pink bag by a brand called Foodie Market. No, and that's their own brand. Okay, I'm going to look out for these next time I go to an Audi. Carry on. Sorry. Well, they are, they're amazing. Mum bought me a bag basically, and they only come in sharing bags, and I ate the entire sharing bag in a day. Went back, bought more, ate them the next day. And um, now I'm on my third sharing bag, but I have dragged it out across the whole weekend. So I don't. I'm very proud of so, that. Yeah, and they're really low in calories, so I don't really feel that guilty about it either. Good. So yeah, that's my if you've got an Aldi near you, that's a recommendation for you. You know what? I laughed at you with your corn thing though, but when we were away, we had oh, I don't know what it's called. 
it's like a Mexican dish and it's like this is they do it in Oaxaca as well I've since Ooh. discovered and it's like rolled this is an awful description but it's like rolled in like a sauce and it has chili on top and cheese on top of it if Evie's listening she'll know exactly what I'm talking about um actually no maybe I had them with her first and then yeah I must have had them with this is awful chat I know but I'll find out what they're called on the menu I'll p- put it in the description box um because that was amazing corn so I do appreciate yeah, your I just love corn. it what is your second recommendation? So this is a bit of a different type of recommendation. Um, and it was actually a birthday present I received this year. And it is called the Pause Box. And it comes from Mind. And it's basically a monthly subscription box that one of my friends bought me. Um, and you know how a lot of monthly subscription boxes, like if, if you're familiar with like the beauty ones, you kind of pay a certain amount and then you'll get certain trials of like different products and tester sizes and stuff like that. Um, and they're quite a few now, like I think you can get them with gins, you can get them with tea. And the one I've got is from Mind, as in the charity Mind, and it's called the Pause Box. And the idea is that you, they send you something every month and it makes you take some time out to pause from your day-to-day life and just practice in self-care. And it's kind of practicing self-care that goes a little bit further than a bubble bath mm. and a face mask. Um, and it's such a lovely idea. So I've been waiting for my box to come through and it came through at the end of last week. Um, and this month it's like a pack of postcards that have been designed by, um, like they ran a competition, I think, to like pick some designs and then, um, everyone who gets the box has been sent five of them. The idea is like, you take time out to like think about different things. There's a notebook in there as well. And then you pass on like the self care by writing a postcard to someone that you care about and sending it to them. So they've got like a nice little surprise. Oh, I love that a lovely way to kind of channel that because I think sometimes when it comes to self-care and like gratitude and all that kind of thing we 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 all know that like practicing gratitude is so so beneficial and there's so much science to back that up but it can feel a bit of a difficult thing to know where to start now that you've got these little postcards and you can pick a couple of people to just write down like why you're grateful for them or like share some positive thoughts or just say you're thinking of them and pop it in the post box it's a good thing for you to do, but also so lovely. Yeah. For oh, that what person. a nice idea! I'd love Mind. Mind comes up with really? some really clever and original ways to kind of look at yeah. mental health and well-being. Yeah, they're a charity that I'm very passionate about, and they do a lot of really incredible work. So, yeah, if you're whether it's a gift for yourself or a gift for someone else, I just thought it was such yeah. a nice idea. Um, and each month is different, so I, I have no idea what I'll get next month. But um, yeah, it's all just something each month that is to do with self-care. And so it's, it's a nice original present idea as well. Like it's just something a bit different. I was just thinking that. I'm like, oh, there's a few people who I know would actually really like that. Yeah. So for our 20th episode, we thought it might be quite fun to do a bit of a Q&A because we've had quite a few people sending questions over the past kind of couple of months. And we thought instead of just answering them here and there, we'd save them all up for our 20th episode and answer some of the questions. Um, So we've got a bit of a variety in different things, like some career stuff, some just like general stuff about us, all different things that we thought we would answer today. Yeah. So our first question is from Chris and it is, what are your favourite podcasts to listen to? Besides 20s are hard. (laughs) I have a very particular um, podcast taste and they are pretty much all true crime Um, my favourites being Court Junkie, Case File and Sword and Scale Uh, what's the other one? Oh, They Walk Among Us which is all UK true crime and oh and my dad wrote a porno 
I need to get back into that because I found that because it makes me laugh so much I can't really listen in public and then I don't ever listen to podcasts at home yeah yeah to be fair it did used to make me laugh in public a lot but yeah those those are my the ones that I'm always listening to all the time but that's like quite a um I feel like you're really into like true crime and stuff like that whereas because I've got such an overactive imagination I need podcasts to like help me switch off and need to be calming influences <laughs> on me so my top ones are Happy Place by Fern Cotton, um, just all of it. Um, she interviews someone different every week, and they're always like really interesting people. She just did one with Mary Berry, which is the coziest thing on the planet. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the High Low with Dolly Alderton and Pandora Sykes. I feel like they always have very informed discussions. I do listen to them as well, actually. Yeah, I have to be in the mood because it's quite informative, and I'm not always necessarily in the mood to take in a lot of information. But it definitely helps me keep up to its current affairs. And then I like a lot of kind of medical type podcasts as well. So I really like the Feel Better Live More by Dr. Chatterjee. He is the guy from Doctor in the House that's on the BBC. Really enjoy oh, yeah. that. I also really like The Doctor's Kitchen, which is more of like a food-based podcast about how that like um how food can help different parts of your body. And what else do I do? Oh, I think I recommended this on like our first, one of our first ever episodes of the podcast, but Happy Mum, Happy Baby. Oh, yeah. Anna Fletcher. I love that podcast. Don't have a baby. Not pregnant. Absolutely love it. Um, so our next question is from Sophie, and it's, what's your favourite place in the UK? Favourite mm. place in the UK? The one that instantly springs to mind for me is just Dorset and the whole Jurassic Coast. Like, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I love it. So, I have so, so many happy memories there. I think that's part of it is that I have so many happy memories from that part of the country, but it's also such a gorgeous part of the country. And yeah. It, I mean, it is really, really stunning, really lovely for a bit of a staycation. Um, and the food's always great because you're by the sea, you get amazing seafood, but also have cream teas. So I'm, I'm pretty much in my element. <laughs> Oh, I my, this is really hard because I took three like really significant UK trips as in significant as in like I loved them, and now I can't. One of them was to Dorset, and I did that trip with my mum, and yeah. so I loved that. Um, and then the other one was a road trip around Cornwall, which I did with my brother, which I really loved. That like we got to spend loads of time together. The Cornwall coast is just incredible. I can't believe we have beaches and the sea that color in the UK. Um, and Wales, because I get to hike a lot and camp and do all the outdoorsy fun stuff. And I can't pick which one. Don't make me pick. I mean, we don't have to have an absolute favourite because I would <laughs> like, no, I, I also absolutely adored Edinburgh. Like, I love Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. It's one of the only other places I've gone to where I've been like, OK, I could live here. Um, And the Cotswolds are beautiful as well. Oh, and, I do love the Cotswolds. Yeah. And I love London. Like, I just love London. It's a love affair that I don't think will ever die. So... <laughs> It's just the best city, as far as I'm concerned. When you actually think about it, it makes you realise how many places you actually like in the UK. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, God, I feel quite emotional about my own country all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, there are so many beautiful places in your own country. It's so easy to overlook them. Yeah, absolutely. I think the last couple of years, I know that well, both of us really have done a lot more trips yeah. around the UK. So it's been really nice kind of discovering more places. And I'm hoping to do that again this summer. Um yeah, lots more places to go and see. Um, the next question is, if you were if you were stranded on a desert island, what three things would you have to take with you? Now, I feel like we need to be a little bit practical and be like, we obviously already have clothes, water and like basic food, because otherwise the answers aren't going to be very interesting. So we're going to be dead very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that is true. 
other than those three things, what would you take with you? Number one, Marmite. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely. Um, it would have flavour to like the blandest of meals. Exactly. Like, if you only get, like rice and beans, like I'm a celeb style, that would be quite good. Exactly. Multiple uses. Um, what else would I take? Why do I not like anything enough to take on a desert island? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any? I actually, I have two. So my first one's very practical. SPF. Because mm. I will burn like a bitch. And I don't want to burn. Because <laughs> I'll be miserable. So number one is FPS. I'm such a boring and predictable person, aren't I? But the second one has to be music. Like I can't, I can't be without music. I don't know how I would play it. And I don't know what type of, like, I don't know how, whether I'd get to take like an iPod with music on or just a couple of CDs or whatever, but I would have to have music with me. See, I'm not that fussed about music, but I'd need a good book. I would have to have a good book. Or can I take a Kindle with a library of books? I would take a Kindle. If I'm allowed a lot of music, you're allowed a Kindle. Yeah, I would need the books. What else? I think it would have to be something like, and I guess this is technically a fourth as well, but like a notepad and a pen or something to write on or draw. Yeah. Because I feel like if I didn't have a way to like be quite creative in one way or another, I think I'd find that quite hard. And you could like write stuff down about what you were doing on your island. Assuming this isn't like a stranded being tortured on an island type thing and it's kind of like a Holiday. relaxing. <laughs> you know, this wasn't specified. So we're, 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 kind of, we're kind of stretching it a bit, but. And it'd be quite nice to document what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, a comfy pillow. Oh, that's a good one. That is a very good one. I can sleep anywhere, but I've got to have something under my head. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. Very good shout. Yeah, you can use it on the pillow. Yeah, there we go. Sorted. Happy for <laughs> days. The next question is from Marie um, and it's what advice would you give to someone reassessing their career in your 20s hmm. I feel like this is quite an interesting one because it's obviously something I've done yeah I feel like we've both time. discussed this topic a lot before um, yeah we've spoken about it a lot I think I think the first thing is working out what you don't like about what you're doing now and also what kind of like your ideal job would be and seeing how they almost match up because I think in any job, there will be things that you either like or that at least you're good at and seeing how those strengths can play into something else. Yeah, I think it is about doing a lot of research. Once once you've figured out what it is that you enjoy doing and what you don't, it's not, unless you have a really clear cut vision that you want to retrain as a vet or a dentist or something, I think yeah. you need to really figure out what it is that you want to do and researching what jobs are out there because there are so many jobs and the job market's constantly evolving and things that businesses are looking for are constantly changing. Chances are there's a role out there that you don't even realise exists that would be a perfect application for what you enjoy. Yeah, I think especially now, like you just said, there, is, there are so many jobs out there and so many new jobs all the time that sometimes you don't even know a job exists yeah. already. And if it doesn't exist, that isn't to say that you couldn't almost maybe create that job in some way. Like, I, I can't remember a good example, but you might be able to go to a company and like help build a new area or like a new role or your skills that you've got from doing something else will transfer to do another job. Even if it seems like they're really niche, I think there's always something you can learn from whatever job you're in. So I think it's about taking stock of 
the skills you have, the experience you have and what you can realistically do. And then going from there, it's like what you want to do and kind of almost like marrying up the gap in between. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like a rushed thing. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, unless your job is so awful that you need to get out right right now and even if you do that's still fine you don't need to you don't need to have something lined up to go on to obviously I know that that is difficult for in terms of money in terms of like where you live but if you really need to leave your job then you should and don't feel rushed into another one if it isn't right for you and equally what's to say that you even if you're not ready to move on yet, but you know you will be in six months' time, it's never too early to start looking. If you want to start scoping out the market, the chances are you will you might see a job pop up somewhere and think, actually, that's my perfect role. And then you can start really kind of channeling where you're looking and focusing your skills so that when you are ready to start applying, you're ready to go for that role. This whole idea that if you want to have a career change, you suddenly, it's like an epiphany you have overnight and then you just quit your job and it's all fine it doesn't have to be like that like it can be a nice slow burn you can have a very like structured and considered decision um and also I think and the other thing I'd say is just have like the confidence in yourself and kind of the nerve to do it I know when I've done it one thing people said to me is like oh it's so brave and I was like huh I don't think this is brave I think I'm kind of stupid but actually looking back on it now I can understand why people said that because you do kind of have to have that belief in yourself that even though you're going out and doing something completely different that you haven't done before, you're going to be okay. Yeah, and it is because like prioritising your happiness and how how you see your future. Because if you're not happy yeah. in a role, you're probably still not going to be happy in it in a year or two years' time. Like You've got to have the confidence in yourself to just make that change. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, that leads really nicely on, actually, to the next question from Flavia, which is, what advice do you give to someone to do their best and to make a good impression when they're starting a new job? Oh, that's such a good question. I I think it's I think it's so easy to make a good impression when you start a new job, but you really need to be aware of what you're doing. If that yeah. makes sense. Like it's so easy to dress well, to be polite, to take notes, to ask questions, to familiarize yourself with your team and how things work. I think just putting yourself out there, but not being cocky. Yeah, I think it depends what level of the job you're going into as well, because you don't want to suddenly go in and even if your role is to go in and kind of change how things are done, you don't want to go in on the first day and be like, these are all my ideas and this is what we're doing. You kind of need to get the lay of the land and understand the dynamics before you start going in all guns blazing. Yeah taking that time to get to know people is a really nice regardless of what level you're at is a really nice way to make a good impression but I'd also say similar to what you said like yes it shouldn't all be down to your appearance and you shouldn't have to be dressed up every day for work but look at looking presentable and kind of having having your stuff with you and like having all the stuff you need I just think those really little things help to build a good impression of someone yeah because it is it's you're making an effort at the end of the day you're really making an effort to fit into this role obviously they they've picked you because they already think you're good enough like you've already got the job because they believe you can do it that's the important thing to remember now it's up to you to show them why they were right 
Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it, actually, because I've definitely had that when I've gone into jobs. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope they think I'm good enough. And, like, and actually thinking like that as, no, they've determined that I am good enough. They are the people with the experience here and they know better in terms of that. So now my job is to just prove to myself that I'm good yeah. enough. I like that question. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Final question is from Becky and it's... um. The highs, the high and the low of our 20s. Oh, should we do lows first and finish on a high? Yeah. I think this is quite a general one, but I think for me it's the uncertainty. Like when you, we've spoken about self-doubt before and getting into that kind of spiral, but I think there have been times like, like when I've moved or changed my job or like had really big things happen in my personal life, it's kind of doubting yourself and being like, Am I capable of being resilient enough to get through this? Am I making the right decision? And that kind of clouding my judgment a little bit and really letting that get to me is something that I hope that as I'm getting a bit older, it's not going to be as intense, I hope. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. those moments when you sit there, like, definitely, definitely when I'd quit my job and between November and, like, January this last year, trying to look at it, um, I wasn't working and there were definitely days then when I was like oh my god I am a moron I have made the biggest mistake I'm never going to be employed again I've let everyone down and all that kind of thing and that's really hard to deal with getting into that mindset and kind of lifting yourself out of that isn't it funny how much weight we put on having a job like, yeah because my I mean, my low I can really like pinpoint two specific lows and one was the point right out of uni applying for jobs and just applying and applying and just either not even just getting no's just hearing absolutely nothing back and again it was that uncertainty of just having no idea what you're doing with your life where your job's going to be where you're going to be in a month or two months or three months time and then again when I came back from traveling so in 2017 and again applying for jobs and that horrible uncertainty of just hearing no or hearing nothing not knowing where I was going to have to move to knowing I would have to move but not knowing where it would be and just thinking no one's ever going to employ me I should never this break out to go traveling like what a stupid thing to do how am I going to justify it to employers and it baffles me that there is we've obviously put so much weight on ourselves in terms of jobs and I wonder if is that something across everyone in their 20s like does everyone feel like that why do we put so much weight on jobs I don't know because the other big low that I think of is career related I was in a I was in a really bad job a couple of years ago um and it was awful and I was so so unhappy I ended up leaving um and actually that that was awful because it was that complete dilemma of I know I'm unhappy I know I'm in a very unhealthy situation. I know it's impacting both my physical and mental health, but it was having such a negative impact on me. But there was that thing at the back of my head that was like, but you've got a job. You should be grateful for that. And you can't quit. Don't be a quitter. Yeah. And that kind of back and forth was a real low point. After I kind of left, things got better. Um, But it is interesting that both of our like big lows have been career related. Like, yeah, it's really strange. How odd. I wonder if other people feel like that. I'm interested if you felt like Yeah, that. I'd be really interested to know. Oh. Please do share. Yeah, whether it's just us being... I don't know, because I feel like we spoke to a lot of people coming out of uni and a lot of people felt this that same feeling of I'm never yeah. going to get the right job. Why is everyone else getting a job and I'm not? Yeah. 
And even people who ended up getting amazing, amazing jobs ended up hating them or leaving. So I think even then, like, it's not it's not always what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. What is and what would be your high of your 20s? Equally, like, in the exact same period of time, 2017 was just, like, I loved that year so much because then that... And this is the upside of it. That was the year I quit my job in Nottingham, went traveling for three months, came back, got my dream job in publishing in Oxford, met Taylor while I was away and got together yeah. with him and he came to the UK for three months. Like that whole year was just incredible. So many things happened. So it's it's funny that having having one of the lowest points of my 20s then resulted in me having what, the best year of my 20s. That is, yeah, that, that was an amazing year. Like, oh, looking back at that, that must give you, like, such goosebumps. Oh, my God, I did so much in that year. I can't believe I fitted it all in. And I'd just recovered from surgery as well at the start. Yeah, of at the beginning of the year, you you pretty much just had surgery, hadn't yeah. you? So the fact that then, at the end of, like, how different your life was, like, December 2017 versus December 2016, like, yeah. that's proof a lot can happen in a year. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's something then that everyone should remember, like, how much things can change in a year from a complete low to a complete high. Like, Yeah. Yeah. What about yours? What, what would you say is your high? I think it's not, it's not a specific time period like that for me, but I think you know, it obviously happens to everyone, but life has thrown me some hell of a curveballs in the past few years. And actually seeing like learning to appreciate my friends and understanding how much my friends care about me. When shit goes wrong, (laughs) some people really pull through and seeing those people pull through and just having this whole new gratitude for my friends and seeing how amazing they are and how important, like really learning how important my friendships are to me, but how fortunate I am for them and I think it's really it's given me some of the absolute best moments of my 20s being my friends like I think I don't think there's I don't I can't think of a single moment of my 20s off the top of my head that's like one of my best moments it doesn't involve at least one of my friends yeah and I think that that in itself speaks volumes so to be able to look back and be like yeah there have been some really shitty lows and some real times of uncertainty but oh my god my friends have been absolutely incredible and they've almost I don't want to say made up for that because that's not the right way of putting it but they've definitely made those times a lot easier and more manageable and I think it's my 20s so far have taught me how important it is to it doesn't matter how many friends you have whether you're someone with a hundred friends or whether you're someone with a couple of really close friends nurturing those relationships and putting the time into them and prioritizing those people can just help you to reap the best rewards yeah was it you I was talking to about this last week or was it someone else I can't remember but um I was basically saying I really feel like in the last year I've really learned the meaning of like quality over quantity of friends because I feel like at school it was such a big thing to have loads of friends and why does so-and-so have more friends than me and having loads of different friends and loads of different friendship groups and now I'm like oh god I could not deal with that like I have my small group of friends who I just know I can completely depend on yeah I have those people in my life and actually I think that's totally true like when I was at school there was a pressure to have so many friends and I've never been someone who has loads and loads and loads of friends yeah so or like a group of friends really but I think as an adult I'm now so grateful for that because I can look at all of the individual friends I have and go 
you're an amazing person and you really they really understand what it is to be there for me and I understand what it is to be there for them yeah and that's so special yeah I think when things don't go to plan or like even if life's great it's still really good to know that you've got those people in your life because then those same people are really like proud of you and really supportive of you as well like it works both ways yeah like if something goes well for me and I tell you guys like oh I got a new job or like whatever whatever it is the excitement you guys have for me in that is so lovely Mm. and it works the other way too like there's nothing there's nothing like that excitement of like one of your friends texting you and saying this just happened to me Dale oh my god amazing news and you just feel so happy and excited yeah so I think yeah high of my 20s so far has just been like working on my friendships and realizing how fortunate I am to have the friends I have yeah absolutely very emotional and (laughs) soppy (laughs) <laughs> you know a note to end on but I think it's important friends rock um so that wraps it up this week for our Q&A we hope you enjoyed it and if you do have any other questions in the meantime um please feel free to send them in anytime you can either um contact us on our Instagram which is at 20s are hard or you can drop us an email at 20s are hard at gmail.com I remembered this week aren't you happy very proud <laughs> now have a Facebook page so you go to Facebook I know that a lot of you have already liked it but not everyone has liked it so head over there now it's at 20s are hard and you can like the page ask us some questions and we'll share some other bits and pieces on there in the upcoming weeks oh and you can now listen on Spotify as well we probably should have mentioned this already but um we're available on Spotify so you can listen on iTunes, Acast and Spotify now oh very exciting I completely forgot about that but whatever you've listened to it this week or where you will listen to it in the future we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will speak to you soon bye bye